and uh, Donnie and me both um, serve on what is the uh, the board of ministry for the Ohio Youth Ministries Department, and um, we are both area reps, and so we both kind of oversee all the youth ministries in our area. Donnie, what area are you? Northeast. Northeast, okay. I'm up in uh, Painesville, if we know where that is. Uh, it's just east of Cleveland. Okay. So Donnie's northeast, and I'm east central with uh, the man, Matt Clark, there in Louisville. And um, so we both get to hang out with youth pastors all the time, and just um, it's, a, it's a great opportunity for, for me to, to be involved in that capacity. And I'm also the associate pastor at Lifeway Church, formerly First Assembly God, in the great metropolis of New Philadelphia. And um, I oversee youth ministry there as well as the music ministry and whatever else my lead pastor can assign me for the day or for the week. I uh, gratefully serve there. And um, so it's good to be here. We've got a real small group today, which is, which is kind of nice and laid back. You know, it's the last session of the day. Your, your guys' minds are probably as warped as they can be by now. So if you can catch one thing from, from what I say today, it's just that Speed the Light um, is about discipleship. Not money, not car washes, fundraisers, offerings. That's all good. And, you know, it's necessary for Speed the Light to operate. But um, the core of Speed the Light should be about discipleship and discipling our students through Speed the Light. So what I wanted to do in, um, in starting with this is um, do some Speed the Light trivia. How many of you that serve in youth ministry um, have Speed the Light functioning as a part of your youth ministry? Sweet. Okay. That's good. Um, and I know we do have children's men here, so BGMC. And this, you know, it's geared at Speed the Light, but this can, you know, be directed at any kind of missions, whether it's Light for the Lost, you know, Foreign Missions, Home Missions, Speed the Light, BGMC, um, any of those, you know, missions giving initiatives, this can, this can definitely be directed at those too. But since Speed the Light trivia, I was going to do like a big game and have like each side compete against each other in here, you know. Um, but we're not going to do that. And so I'm just going to kind of throw out these questions and see if you know, and I don't make this seem like, you know, I knew all of these answers, you know, to these questions because I, I don't know if I knew any of these answers. But um, I kind of looked some of this up online. It's kind of interesting just to know some of the background of Speed the Light and um, what Speed the Light's about. So here's some Speed the Light trivia for you. Kind of thought we'd start off with a little game uh, for this last session of the day. Uh, what year did Speed the Light begin? Anyone want to take a stab? 45. Wow, you are really close. Do you know, did you know actually what year it was or are you just taking a guess? That is super clear. 44. 1944. Donnie, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Speed of Light began in 1944. The founder of Speed of Light, he was the uh, national youth director at the time. Does anyone know who the national youth director for the AG was in 44? Does anyone even know who the national youth director is now for the assemblies of God? Okay. Well, it's Heath Adamson, in case you didn't know that. But um, way back then in 44, his name was Ralph Harris. And he wanted to, um, you know, give students an opportunity to, to give to missions and to, uh, to develop in that, that passion and desire in them. And so he founded Speed of Light. Pretty cool. Um, what two forms, and there are actually technical names for these that they use with Speed of Light and kind of their mission statement. What two forms of equipment does Speed of Light provide to missionaries? Okay. Okay, yeah. Essential transportation and... Creative communication equipment. So absolutely, my youth group loves, every time we're talking about Speed of Light, and um, I say, you know, what does Speed of Light provide? The first 
thing that comes out of their mouth are camels. They just think that's so cool that Speed of Light <laughs> provides camels for missionary. But it's true. You know, Speed of Light provides, um, it said on their, you know, their website, anything with wheels or hooves, they pretty much provide for missionaries because there are some, you know, um, parts of the world where you can't drive a car. You, you, you know, you can't drive a car, you can't drive a van or a truck and buy a camel or a horse or a donkey. You know, that's the only means of transportation in some of these countries. And it's crazy because it, it's hard for us to, you know, really wrap our minds around that. But um, and yes, so, you know, the transportation side and then creative communication. So they provide sound systems, audiovisual, you know, TVs, projectors. Uh, recorders, anything that they need um, to effectively communicate the gospel that we just take for granted so often. You know, we come into a school like this or a church like this, we've got smart boards, computers, audio systems, you know, huge screens, you know, microphones, PA systems, things that, that help us that we don't even think about communicate the gospel. And missionaries, you know, they don't have that luxury. And every missionary depends on Speed of Light to provide these things for them. Um, as of 2011... Um, Speed the Light has raised just over this many million dollars for missionaries. Anyone take a guess? My latest stat on this was 2011. Speed the Light had raised just over so many million dollars for missions. Take a guess? It's over 200. 262 million dollars. And that's as of soon, I mean, you know, we're four years beyond that now. Um, Speed Light had raised just over $262 million. That averages out to about $4 million a year. Speed Light has raised since its origination uh, for missions, over f- uh, $4 million a year. Um, how many countries does Speed Light impact worldwide? Thirty-eight. You're closer. You're over, though. 180. Speed of Light is in just over 180 countries worldwide. Um, and actually, I'll talk about this a little bit later. Speed of Light is unique in that Speed of Light touches every single missionary on the field. There's no other missions giving um, organization in the Assemblies of God that reaches every single missionary on the field. Speed of Light touches every missionary, every AG missionary that we have on the field, home and abroad. Um, pretty cool. Uh, besides just foreign and U.S. missionaries, what else does Speed of Light provide? Or, yeah, what else does Speed of Light provide equipment for? So, Speed of Light does not just provide equipment for missionaries, per se, but there's a few other things it provides equipment for. Um, and we'll take a guess. All right, those are good guesses, but here's what um, <laughs> Speed of Light provides uh, equipment for. New church evangelism. So, church plants. Um and uh, home and world missions Bible schools. Speed of Light provides equipment for them. Teen challenge centers. So we have so many teen challenge centers, you know, throughout the, the U.S. They provide equipment for teen challenge as well as the seven project equipment. And um, so Speed of Light, you know, is demonstrated in m- more than just missionaries and um, all of these things. So if you don't know what Speed of Light is, that's the end of our trivia. I know you guys you know, wanted me to ask so many more questions and you were so into that. That's, I appreciate your enthusiasm in, um, in that game. But um, if you don't know what Speed of Light is, or you know, um, you're new to youth ministry, um, Speed of Light is the Assemblies of God. It's our youth missions initiative um, through which students sacrificially give. 
so that missionaries can speed the light of the gospel um, to a world of darkness. And so Speed the Light is geared primarily towards youth ministry students. Now, um, others give to Speed the Light. It's not just, you know, that $262 million that's been raised for Speed the Light since 44. that has not all come from just student ministry giving. Um, I know that at Lifeway, we have a, um, a Speed the Light Sunday every year that um, our youth kind of just take over and they lead worship and I normally speak, or last year I had Tom Grote come in and speak, and... Um, we take a speed of light offering to where our entire church comes together and gives towards speed of light. And so a portion of our speed of light giving from last year was from a lot of adults as well. And, um, but primarily speed of light is a youth missions initiative and, um, speed of light is unique. That what I said, and it supports every AG appointed missionary in the world without speed of light. Our missionaries would be unable to reach the lost and effectively communicate the gospel to their fullest potential. Missionaries would still, you know, be equipped. They would still be capable, but without Speed the Light, I don't think they would be able to do it, and they will tell you this, you know, to the fullest potential of, of what they can because, you know, Speed the Light provides the vehicles. Speed the Light provides the sound systems and the video systems and the, the material and resources they need to do what they do. And missionaries, I've heard them say it time and time and time again, we would not be able to do near what we could do if it wasn't for Speed the Light. And Speed the Light is so essential to all of our missionaries. And they depend on the students in your youth ministries and my youth ministry and all over the country and all over the world to give to Speed the Light so it can provide that equipment. Ask Tom Grote. Um, Ohio every year you know, has a project list that Ohio puts out for Speed the Light. And, um, you know, missionaries that need cars or boats or equipment. And Tom says, you know, he has a huge waiting list that, you know, we're not even close to being able to provide all that are on this project list year and year and year again. And it just kind of revolves, you know, the same missionary may be on that project list for multiple years just because there's so many missionaries in need of the equipment that Speed the Light provides. And um, they can't do what they're called to do without Speed the Light. And it's just so important to them. For the past 71 years, Speed the Light has been effective because students and youth ministries have committed themselves to seeing the Great Commission fulfilled beyond where only their feet can take them. And that's kind of the whole point of this is the Great Commission. And, you know, Jesus said, you know, go into all the world. We'll go through that scripture here in a minute. But go into all the world and preach the good news. And um, obviously we can't, as ourselves, travel to every corner of the world to preach the gospel. But through our giving, we can. We can go so much further in spreading the gospel to parts of the world where they've never heard the gospel. They've never seen white people before, okay, let alone just the gospel of Jesus Christ. I've heard missionaries talk about that. That you know they they'll walk in to um to a to a city, a town, a tribe, and you know they're Caucasian Americans, and people look at them. You know they have never seen a Caucasian American before, never seen a white person, and um you know we can go so much further than just beyond where our feet can take us through giving to missions and giving to speed the light, and um living out the Great Commission and um, in, in our students, through our youth ministries, and through our churches. But how many times have we said or have we heard said, you know, youth ministry pastors or leaders say something like this, I can't get my students to give the speed of life. 
my students won't give to Speed the Light, or something like, my students don't have any money to give to Speed the Light. I've had youth pastors tell me that very thing. You know, I, my students, they just won't give to Speed the Light. They don't have any money. I, my youth ministry at Lifeway, um, where I serve, last year we averaged about 25 students a night. So we're kind of a smaller youth ministry. Um, we averaged about 25 students per youth group meeting. And um, the majority of our students, I'd say 75% of our students, are 7th and 9th graders. And so they don't have jobs. We, um, we have a van ministry that we run every Wednesday night for our family night that we bring in students from the community that come to our youth ministry. And a lot of them are coming from very, very poor home situations. Their parents don't have money. They don't have any money. And the very little money that they do get, talk about a sacrifice in giving that to missions or giving that to something else than themselves, you know, buying something for themselves. And so our students don't have any money. And I understand, you know, the, the struggle and the tension in how can I get my students to give when they don't have any money to give and they don't have jobs and they're young. And how can I infuse that passion for missions into my students? And it is hard. It is challenging. I've been there four years in just the last two years. Have our students really in our church caught the vision for Speed of Light? The first two years, it was like pulling teeth to try to get them to give anything to missions and, you know, be creative and come up with creative ideas for, um, for giving and fundraising for Speed of Light and for missions. Um, but I think the answer to this struggle uh, partially lies in our ability to move beyond just offerings and fundraisers and um, to begin to use Speed of Light to effectively disciple our students. And I really think, you know, if we want to see our youth ministries and youth ministries across this state and across the nation really catch the fire of what Speed the Light can do for our missionaries, um, it's going to come through the Great Commission. It's not going to come from, you know, offerings or fundraiser ideas or car washes, you know, things, things that they can jump on board with and get excited about and enthusiastic about. Hey, you know, this competition, you know, if I raise this much money for Speed of Light, I get this. Or if I finish in first place, you know, we've done that before, you know, incentive fundraisers to where whoever raises the most money for Speed of Light. And those things work and those things are important. But if that's the primary motivation and primary purpose behind their desire to give to speed the light we are never ever ever going to see the full potential of what giving to missions could be and so the question that we need to be asking in our youth ministries isn't how can i get my students to give the missions that shouldn't be the question we ask the question we should be asking is why should my students be giving to missions not how can i get them to give but why should they? And when we understand, you know, the importance behind why, it's so important why we are called of God to support missions and give to missionaries. And once we understand that, Speed the Light will take on a completely new identity. And we will see, you know, through a brand new focus, a brand new lens, um, the importance and the necessity of Speed the Light. And so not asking how can I get my students to give, and I asked that for a couple of years. That was, you know, because that, that was the environment I was raised in when I was in youth group. It's, man, what can we do to raise money for Speed the Light? And that's good. You know, that, that question needs to be there and that motivation and passion needs to be there. But 
if we don't start with why, I sound like Simon Sinek. Anyone ever listen to Simon Sinek? The book he wrote, Start With Why. Really, really awesome book. Really cool TED. Anybody ever listen to TED Talks? Yeah. Um, Simon Sinek, Start With Why. But if we can start with why, why is it important that our students are giving? What's the purpose behind it? Um, students will catch that vision because they understand why they're giving, not just what they're giving or to who they're giving, but why are we doing this? Why is it important? Why are we called to give to missions? Why are we called to give to BGMC, our little kids? You know, don't start with youth. Start with the children. If you can get this this vision embraced by our kids, then man, my job's a whole lot easier. You know, I don't have to do near as much, you know, trying to get their buy-in on giving to missions if we can get our kids to realize the importance of giving to missions. And I hate to say this, but most of the time, our children are way more enthusiastic about giving than we are, than our youth are. And, um, you know, it was really sad. A few years ago, we were looking at the numbers statewide on BGMC giving Speed of Light. And a few years ago, BGMC gave more to missions than Speed of Light in our state. And we were like, wait a minute. These are kids. These are little kids. And they are out giving students with jobs and students with money. They're giving pennies and nickels and dimes, and they're giving more than our youth are to Speed the Light. There's an issue with that. I'm not saying that Speed the Light is better than BGMC, you know, or that youth are better than kids. But I'm saying, you know, those with more should give more. And um, so, yeah. But anyways, let's keep going. Um, Student giving... That should be the fruit of a desire that goes much deeper than an emotional response to a promo video or the enthusiasm of accepting a fundraising challenge. Student giving should be the fruit of a desire that goes much deeper than just, hey guys, watch this really cool promo video. It's going to you know, inspire you to give. Or, hey, we're, we're doing this fundraiser, you know, and whoever gives the most, you're going to get you know, a new iPad. You know, or you're going to get a hundred bucks. You know, you're... That's great. Incentives are great and they work. You know, what gets rewarded gets repeated. And we we need to reward our students for being faithful. And um, there's nothing wrong with promo videos or, you know, missionary testimonies and all of that. But the student giving and their their willingness to give, that should be the fruit of a desire to see the lost saved. That should be the, the thing that you know, propels them to give more than they've ever given should be that desire to see the lost come to Christ. To see these missionaries go into the unreached parts of our world and tell those who've never heard the name of Jesus before that Jesus loves them, that Jesus died for them, to save them, and that they can have an eternal and everlasting relationship with Christ. And um, if that's the foundation, then um, the, their giving is going to be the fruit of that desire, not just a fundraiser, not just a video, um, not just a really, you know, cool talk at Reach Conference from our Speed the Light director or from whoever, you know, that gets them to give. That's great. And they will respond to that, but the response is, isn't going to be a lasting, you know, the impact is just going to go so far from a video or from a sermon you know, that desire to see the lost save and embracing that, that is going to be a desire that lasts their entire life. And um, their giving is a fruit of that. The heart behind the giving 
um, should primarily come from students being discipled to take individual ownership of the Great Commission. And um, I actually got that line, taking individual ownership of the Great Commission, off of the Speed of Light website. And I just thought that was a really cool way to phrase that, that we need to own, you know, right before Jesus ascended into heaven. That was the very last thing he told his disciples. We talked about this in a couple sessions before, that, you know, as leaders, we need to be um, inspiring our leaders to take ownership of the, the great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, right? Love your neighbor yourself. Right after that, the great commission. It's the great commandment and the great commission to go into all the world and preach the good news. And when we take ownership and when we can disciple our students and our youth ministries to own that, to own that commission that, that Jesus gave to all of His disciples to go into all the world and preach the good news. And through your giving, you can, you can be a part of that of going into all the world and that someday there are going to be people in heaven that are there as a direct result that you gave the missions. There are going to be people in heaven someday that are there directly because you sacrificed your money to give to a missionary who went somewhere, who spoke to someone, and that person was ultimately impacted by Christ and saved, and they are now spending eternity in heaven because you gave your five bucks to speed the light, and you didn't spend it somewhere else, getting a Big Mac or something. I love Big Macs. I'm a huge McDonald's advocate. I think McDonald's is awesome. But um, yeah, I mean, if they could own that, our students could see, you know, the Great Commission is not just something that the disciples of Christ were called to 2,000 years ago. But that is a commission. Once you're saved, the Great Commission becomes your responsibility. You know, that's the very next thing. You know, it's not just the, the euphoria of the salvation experience and that you now have life in Christ. And that's awesome. But the, yeah, the euphoria, the euphoria of that, it's only going to last so long until you're like, okay, now what do I do? You know, I'm saved. That's great. God is awesome. Yay, God. But... Now what do I do? What, what's my purpose? What's the point in me being saved? It's the Great Commission. And when our students, they take ownership of the Great Commission and live it out, not just in saying, you know, I'm praying every day that the lost get saved, but living that out through their actions. And actions speak louder than words. Um, man, we are going to be able to send so many more missionaries out onto the field. And there are going to be so many more people impacted through the Gospel. Um, if our students could be discipled through Speed the Light and not just challenged through Speed the Light to give money. Um, yeah, here we go. Mark 16. I figure I, I need to put some scripture into this. And, um, and so the Great Commission, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And, and that's the beauty. Whoever believes, they're going to be saved. And uh, that, that needs to be, you know, you always want a big punch, you know, to, to any message or to, to any talk that you give. You want to have something that really grabs them and really, you know, brings them in, embraces them, something that they can remember. Um, whoever believes will be saved. Whoever hears the gospel, whoever experiences the love of Christ confesses with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and believes in their heart. Those people are going to be saved. They're going to be in heaven. And those people, 
disciples making disciples, right? They are going to reach people in their communities, in their families, with their friends, and they are going to now become that disciple that reaches other people for Christ. And that you never know, and our students, I don't think they grasp the impact that they, the eternal impact that they have, not just by who they reach personally, but by who those people reach and who those people reach and the money that they give to missions, who those missionaries reach, and then those people, they reach others and they reach others. I mean, your eternal impact that you have, your kingdom impact is so, so much greater than what you can just see with your eyes. And um, if our students could em- embrace that and see the, the power that they have through just giving the speed of light and, and giving emissions, um, seeing the lost come to Christ. That's incredible. Nothing could ever be more compelling than a heart broken to see the lost come to know Jesus. And, and, and that's it right there. Nothing can be more compelling. Nothing could ever carry more weight than um, a heart that's broken to see the lost saved. And um, that's going to motivate them far greater than anything else that we could ever try to do, anything we could try to manipulate, a heart broken for the lost. A heart to reach the lost can only come from a heart that's surrendered to Christ. Uh, this desire cannot be manufactured or manipulated. Our students, and, and here's where you know our responsibility as youth pastors really kick in, we should never, ever, ever want a desire to be manipulated or manufactured. And students can't have a heart for the lost if they haven't experienced the love of Jesus first. They can't have a, a heart to see people come to Christ if they haven't come to Christ yet. Because they don't, they don't know what they're saying. They haven't experienced it. It's not firsthand. And um, they, can, they can talk all they want, but until they've actually experienced, you know, you're never the same after you experience the love of Christ. And once they experience Christ, um, yeah, then that's when uh, that's when they're going to do some damage, some good damage for the kingdom. Um, there are and will be, as I said earlier, souls in heaven as a direct result of a student's willingness to sacrifice and give to speed of light. And um, I just think that's important. I tell that to my students all the time. We have a monthly speed of light service every month. We take one of our Wednesdays and we devote it directly to Speed the Light every month. And um, I normally say every every time they probably get sick of me saying it, but that you know, guys, you are giving, and there are going to be souls forever saved because you gave that money. And you know that really hits home with them when they realize you know the impact that they have. Not going, you know, to a third world country or traveling overseas, you know, or going on a missions trip, but they can have so much impact through just the little amount that they can give um, through Speed the Light or BGMC or missions. Um. So here's a little side note. Um, there is power in numbers. And I'm not sure, you know, your guys is all your youth ministries and um, what you, you know, your average attendance, what you normally run. But there's power in numbers. Um, don't allow your students to be discouraged because they don't have much to give. And we talked about that before. Students, you know, I don't have a job. I don't get an allowance. My mom and dad don't have any money. They can't make rent. You know, I live with my mom and dad. You know, my parents were divorced. Um, the realities of what some of our students 
are going to after youth group on a Wednesday night. They are literally living through hell on earth um, in their home situations, many of them. And things I can't even understand or wrap my mind around. And these students are coming from these situations and they're thinking, you know, how could I ever, ever be of any value to the kingdom of God? How could I, you know, give the little bit that I have, how could it ever be of any kind of impact or any kind of value to our missionaries? Um, because I don't have a lot. Well, check this out. Okay, I worked up, I'm a numbers guy. I really like stats. And um, so I worked this out. And um, say, there are 280 churches in Ohio, give or take. Okay, about 280 churches in Ohio. If the average youth group size is 25, now I know there are a lot of youth groups less than that, but there are a lot of youth groups more than that. If the average youth group size in Ohio of 280 churches was 25, if each student gave $1 a week, $1 a week, okay, that's about four bucks a month. If every student in a youth group averaging 25 gave $1 a week to Speed the Light, last year Ohio's Speed the Light giving would have been almost $370,000. Do you want to know what Ohio's Speed the Light giving was last year? Just over 90000 And we don't realize the power in numbers. No matter if you have a lot or a little bit, but the unity that could take place in just one student giving $1 each week to Speed the Light. So what is $52 a year? If every student would give $52 a year to Speed the Light, Ohio would have given four times the amount to Speed the Light that it did last year. So what's that telling you? It's telling you that the average is about every student gives a quarter a week to Speed the Light. dollar a month, $12 a year is what we are averaging in Ohio. Guys, we can't do that. As youth leaders, we, we have to... And that's kind of the whole purpose in this talk is that we got to step it up. We got to man up, woman up as youth leaders and um, begin to use Speed the Light as a discipleship tool. And coming at it from a new perspective, not just give to Speed the Light, give to missions, missionaries need it, but you're having kingdom impact through your giving. We're called to give to missionaries. I mean, good night, read Paul's epistles and how often he, you know, references his church, you know, taking up the collection for him when he comes. Paul would not have been able to do it if it wouldn't have been for churches supporting him in his missionary endeavors. Um, and just, yeah, the impact that they can have and discipling them in having that heart for the lost, that that that's the desire of speed of light, having a heart for the lost broken to see them come to Christ. And through that desire, they're going to want to give because they want to see people saved. When our students become unified in their vision, the Holy Spirit will open doors of opportunity and creativity that enables them to give far beyond uh, what they originally thought they could. We encourage our students, because we're a smaller youth ministry, we need to be creative. And we need to find um, unique avenues to raise money for Speed the Light. And we did this last year, the My One Shirt Challenge. I wore this shirt. It's been washed. I wore this shirt. You guys did it too. Uh, 30 days in a row. And our students embraced that. Now, not all of them wore the shirt for 30 days straight. And we did wash it in those 30 days. I didn't just wear the shirt 30 days. But, you know, they, they took sponsors 
for that. And, you know, they would go up to people and say, hey, I'm wearing this shirt for 30 days. It's to raise money for missions. You want to give, you know, if I can wear this 30 days, um, you know, what would you give me? Kind of like a bolathon or a rockathon, something like that. There was a little clause in there that said, you know, if they could wear it 30 days without washing it, they, they had to double their pledge. Um, not, we did not encourage our students to wear their shirts 30 days in a row without washing them. Um, actually, we said, you know, if you want to do that, we'll pay you double to wash it because, oh man. But yeah, encourage your students to be creative and come up. There are a couple of really cool testimonies on the Speed of Light website. I know one of a girl who, um, it was another t-shirt challenge, but she designed a t-shirt. And she got all of her friends on board to start wearing this T-shirt for a month to raise support. And she raised $17,000 in one month for Speed of Light. And um, so be creative and, um, you know, use, use those unique opportunities you have specific to your church. You know, something that works in Louisville may not work in New Philadelphia and vice versa. So, you know, whatever you know impacts, you know, the culture and the dynamic of your church, be creative. When souls saved, lives change. That's kind of like the promo tag for Speed of the Light. Soul saved, lives change. When that becomes the heart of our students, Speed of the Light will become something so much more than simply just giving money to missionaries. Soul saved, lives changed. That's, that's the heart behind it all. Seeing the Great Commission, seeing students take ownership of that and discipling them to take ownership of the Great Commission to go out into the world, preach the good news, and everyone who believes will be saved. And that is incredible that we get to be a part of that, that we as youth leaders get to be responsible for discipling. I mean, you talk about, and this isn't you know, trying to boast about you know, being a youth leader, but I mean, you talk about kingdom impact, an eternal impact that we have in discipling students in Speed the Light, discipling them you know, to live out and take ownership of the Great Commission. Um, and to see the fruit of that. And there's a lot, you know, as, as ministry leaders, we will never see a lot of the fruit of our ministry. And that's probably the hardest thing about ministry is there, there are going to be people that, you know, you're going to speak a word into their life and that word isn't going to come to fruition maybe 30 years down the road. We may be long gone and the, the fruit of, of what we said or, or what we did through our ministry is finally fulfilled. We'll never know. Only heaven knows, right? Um, so I just had a couple other things, you know, using Speed the Light as a discipleship tool to train students in uh, spiritual disciplines. Uh, sacrificial giving, obviously, we talked about that. Prayer and fasting. I don't know how often we pray for the missionaries that we support through our church or that's being supported through Speed the Light. Um, evangelism. Uh, mission trips. You know, outreach events that, that you can do. Uh, we're taking our students this year to um, Staten Island for a week-long mission trip in New York City. And um, I don't think there could be anything more impactful for a student in you know, seeing their heart for missions develop than going on a mission trip and seeing what it's like firsthand to have a missions experience and what our missionaries are going through day after day after day on the mission field that we just can't even understand. The reality isn't there if you don't experience it. And um, commitment. That's something with teenagers, man, I love, is the level of commitment that they have. You know, they say yes, and 30 seconds later, can't even remember what they said yes to. Um, 
but teaching them, you know, the, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Um, and teaching them the, the responsibility of commitment. And if they make a pledge to speed the light, you need to stick with that pledge. And you need to honor that and fulfill that. So, yeah. Any questions? We have about seven minutes. And I just did a lot of talking, which I'm not a big talker. Um, if you know my dad, uh, you definitely would understand that. But um, it takes a lot for me to just continually talk and talk and talk. So uh, any questions? I want to hear from you guys. Anything that you have or what you guys are doing, uh, you know, through Speed of Light. Um, any ideas that you have, you know, you've seen work that, that we could all kind of benefit from? What do you think? Now you said something about getting them to understand what it is really for the missions. And that's kind of a hard thing to do. So you can even get the adults to understand. Oh, absolutely. And that has to start at home sometimes, too. So yeah. That's a hard yeah. thing to try to... I mean, it I know is. you can change children, yeah. and through them, they can talk to their parents and stuff like that. Yeah. Absolutely. And the biggest discipleship impact takes place in the home. Yeah. I can say it to them, blue in the face, blue in the face, you know, our lead pastor, whoever. But man, if the parents are living it out, that's going to go leaps and bounds beyond whatever we could say. So absolutely, that's great. Anything else? We did the, like you said, we did the one church, but we did challenge. Yeah. And not only did it for a fundraiser, but also for a company. Yeah, they are. Now, did you guys do the Live Dead Journal along with it? No, we didn't. Okay, because they sell those as a pack. Now, I actually just saw they have new My One shirts. They're different than this. Yeah. Do it again. Exactly. Absolutely. Let's do it again. But, uh, yeah, that is really good. If you guys go to the hu- the Human Right is kind of the Speed of Light movement for this year, the theme. If you go to thehumanright.com, um, you'll find all the information on my one shirt and what the human right is. I know the movie that just premiered last night, Do You Believe, from the creators of God's Not Dead, has the human right in it. And um, so that's just phenomenal. Um, but yeah, anything else? That's awesome, man. Sweet. I didn't give any of my contact info. Um, yeah, I was looking for a marker to write it down. Yeah. There, but there isn't one. That's all right. Um all of these recordings, you know, kind of the benefit to Synergy isn't just coming and listening to these, but networking, you know, among yourselves and building those relationships. And all of these sessions are going to be available online on the Ohio Ministry Network page and on iTunes. And so you can search Ohio Ministry Network on iTunes, and every session from today is going to be on there. And it's also going to be on the um, Ohio Ministry Network page as well for you to listen to. Um, so, you know, like right now, we're kind of all in zombie mode a little bit. And so if you're like, I have no idea what that guy said in that session, you can go back and listen to it again and um, get everything. So, cool. Well, we can end a couple minutes early. Guys, thank you so much for coming.
and it's been my pleasure to, to sit here with you and to hang out. And if you have any questions about Speed of Light or anything, please come see me. If you want my contact info, I'll give it to you. Um, otherwise, have an awesome day. I know that the last general session starts at 3 o'clock, so be in there for that. And uh, God bless you guys. Thanks so much.